Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of November 5, 2023. Pre-registration is still open for the 50th anniversary KCB Conference and Convention, coming up on November 17, 18, and 19 at the Best Western Louisville East Inn and Suites in Louisville. We are pleased to announce that you can register online by visiting www.kentucky-acb.org or by phone by calling 502-895-4598. Pre-registration for one day, either Friday or Saturday, is $30 before November 10, $35 after November 10, and at the hotel, and includes all meals for the day. Pre-registration for two days, Friday and Saturday, is $50 in advance and $60 after November 10, or at the hotel. If you want to stay at the hotel, rates are $94 per night, single or double. Make reservations by calling 502-499-0000. Virtual registration is $20, and you can listen on Zoom or theradiostorm.com. KCB will hold elections for five directors on the KCB board and will consider amendments to the KCB Constitution at the business meeting being held on Saturday, November 18 at our conference and convention. Remember that in order to vote in the business meeting, you must be a 2023 or life member of KCB and you must register for the convention. Voting will be available whether you attend in person or on Zoom. The convention program and the Zoom link and dial-in information will be published by Wednesday, November 15. We remind you that the South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its social hour on its Zoom line each Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Call their Zoom number by entering 669 669- Nine zero zero six eight three three, and enter the code seven six three six eight nine four four one one. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold an in-person low vision support group meeting on Monday, November thirteen, from one to two thirty p.m. at UCHM. The address for the United Crescent Hill Ministries is one fifty South State Street in Louisville. The KCCLV Virtual Support Group for November 15 will not be held this month because of the convention. KCB Next Generation invites everyone to its business meeting on Thursday, November 9 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line at 669-900-6833 and the code is 862-9889. 6972. 
the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout on Friday, November 10, will celebrate Veterans Day with a special program. Our speaker will be David Mike Franklin, who is retired from the Air Force after 30 years of service. Mike was stationed overseas in Qatar for two years, and while there, he visited several different countries in Europe and the Middle East. We think you'll enjoy some of the stories he has to share. Roundabout is virtual this week from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. The number is 6699006833 and the code is 862-9889-6972. The GLCB board will meet on Saturday, November 11 at 11 a.m. on the KCB Zoom 2 line. The Zoom number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 846-4742-6493. Roundabout will not be held on Friday, November 17 due to the convention. Roundabout will resume on Friday, November 24. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold its November meeting in person and virtually on Tuesday, November 14, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time in Owensboro. For more information about the meeting, contact Savvy President Scott Heads at 270-925-0183 or Savvy Past President Cheryl Lott at 270-686-8689. The Tri-State Library Users will not hold its November Book Club meeting on Saturday, November 18, due to the convention. The Tri-State meeting will resume in December. The Golden Jubilee Auction was held this past weekend on Saturday, November 4, and it was a resounding success. Here are some sound bites from the auction. Thanks to Adam Rushevel for editing. Better get started. Matt is here, so let's have Matt open this auction. As president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, I want to welcome everyone to our annual KCB auction, and I want to thank everyone for participating. Uh, as everyone has seen in the, in the descriptions, uh, 50% of many of these items are going to be split with our, you know, one of our uh, five local chapters or our four special interest chapters. And, you know, when you're bidding on items, you're not just bidding for the item, you're contributing to our various uh, programs and services. KCB provides, you know, uh, sound prints and its newsletters and the maintenance of its costs, of course, our technology grant, our educational scholarship, uh, our convention, uh, the various assistance that we provide to our members uh, throughout the year to attend the National Conference and Convention and, you know, all sorts of things. And our chapters, in turn, also provide a wide variety of activities for its members and impact the local community. So I want to thank uh, Michael McCarty, 
for being our auctioneer, Natalie for being our esteemed host. You guys would think that she does this for a living or something. And, uh, you know, all of her describing the items, everyone on the auction team who's worked to kind of help put all this together and get everything, you know, moving along and get us organized and get everything off the ground. And everyone, uh, happy bidding. Thank you. Well, yes. Okay. And Saga, it's up to you, Michael, to get us going here. Well, I was just going to let Matt do it. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I figured I'd throw that at him just see, you know, he's, he's a pretty resourceful guy, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let him have at it there. And let's uh, get this thing rolling. We have, good thing this is... Uh, Getting close to that holiday time. Deanna, are you there? I am. Would you like to read the description? So, oatmeal scotchy cookie bars. Soft and chewy oatmeal scotchies are sweetened with brown sugar, packed with oats, and loaded with butterscotch chips. With crisp edges and chewy centers, every bite is buttery, delicious, and packed with flavor. Donated by Patty Cox for Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. All right. Terry Turlaw, $30. Starting us off at $30. There's Terry, who give me 35 Mary Hop, 40 Mary Hop, 40 who give me 45 Terry Turlaw, 50 Terry at 50 who go 55 Leslie, 60 Leslie at 60 who give me 65 Mary Hop, 65 Mary at 65 who give me 70 Leslie, 75 Leslie at 75, or give me 80. Leslie at 75, or give me 80. Roberta, 80. For, for rare butterscotch flavoring made by Patty Cox and the type of thing can you find in commercial bakeries, I'll bid 100. Adam. All right, I'll bid 100. <laughs> 115. Leslie. 115, Leslie. Adam, 125, Roberta. I heard a 125 from Adam. 130, 130, Roberta. 130 from, from Roberta. 140, who'll go 150? 150, Leslie. Leslie. Who'll go 160, Leslie, who'll go 165? Will she make two steps? <laughs> we'll ask that question. 160, who'll go 165? Okay. 160 going once. 160 going twice. Sold for one sixty with a question, Patty. 
Is that you? This is Adam. I would match that 160 bid if, if Patty will bake extra. So. All right. Well, there you go, Patty. Are you willing? This is, this yeah. is Roberta. I'd match it, too. <laughs> we'll have to do three of them. They're worth it. <laughs> All right. I'll make three. I'll make three at 160 each. All right, yeah. well, let's compare. All right, so Roberta's getting one for 160. Roberta and Adam gets one for 160. And, and Leslie, Leslie got the bid. Yeah, got and the Leslie bid. got the bid. All right. All right. Make me just bake, bake, bake. Good thing I got maybe, Tupperware. Maybe we could just have an auction with oatmeal scotchy. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> How many can oh, Patty make? Can come. <laughs> Adam says they're working. Now let's hear from Matt Selm, KCB president, as he visits with us on page two to talk about the auction and the upcoming KCB convention. He also gives us a glimpse into his roles on some committees in ACB. Kentucky School for the Blind graduate and longtime KCB member Oral Miller passed away this past summer. Oral served as the national representative and executive director of the American Council of the Blind from 1981 to 1998, and he was very influential in blind sports in both the national and international scene. The November Braille Forum, ACB's monthly magazine, is dedicated to oral. The articles and memories on page 3 are from the November Forum. Thanks to Sharon Lovering, Forum Editor, for creating this tribute to Oral Miller. Listen to sound prints in many different ways. We are heard 12 times each week on ACB Media. Listen there by using the ACB link on your phone or on your Alexa device by asking her to open ACB Media and then choosing number 1 when prompted. We are heard at 8 p.m. on Sunday, 8 a.m. Monday, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Tuesday, 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Wednesday, 10 p.m. on Thursday, and 1 a.m., 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Friday. You can also listen on your Victor Reader stream by searching for sound prints in the Victor Stream database. Find sound prints in the list of podcasts in the ACB Link app. Just open ACB Link on your iPhone, choose Podcasts from the menu, and scroll down the list to find sound prints. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line by calling 773-572-6318. Be sure to check the opening menu of all available shows. We have begun posting some shows from the recent past in addition to the most recent program. For more information about Soundprints, to comment on a recent show, or to make a suggestion for a future topic, listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line by calling 773-572-6318. Be sure to check the opening menu of available shows. We've begun posting some shows from the recent past in addition to the most recent program. For more information about Soundprints, to comment on a recent show, 
or make a suggestion for a future topic, and to request a free subscription on CD, playable on any standard CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. With me now is Matt Selm. Matt is the president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and he's here to talk with us about a couple of things. Um, One thing we're going to talk about is the very successful Kentucky Council of the Blind Golden Jubilee auction that we just held this past weekend. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our convention coming up that's uh, going to be November 17, 18, and 19. So welcome, Matt. We're glad you're here on Soundprints with us. It's been a long time. Glad to be back. Oh, it has been a long time. Hey, Matt, let's talk first about the auction. Uh, You opened the auction and closed it, and I thought that you did a really nice job of um, explaining that, you know, it's important and um, the things that KCB does and so on. And just, just chat with us a little bit about what you thought about the auction and how it went, um, just some of the highlights that you felt happened during the auction. I think since we uh, made the leap to doing a virtual-only auction, we've definitely had more successful auctions in terms of just, you know, how much money we bring in for ACB and for its chapters. I uh, thought we had a good variety of things, and uh, I know Amanda won a music box that's going to someone as a Christmas present, and, uh, you know, it's all, food was there, and we just had just a variety of stuff, so. We did. And, and, we, and we had a good turnout, too. So We did. We we really did have a good turnout, good participation. Um, that music box Amanda got, I, I, that that is beautiful. That's a Fabergé style egg, and and um, you know it's a Wizard of Oz theme. So well, they're always fun, and um, we had a we, we were uh, pretty heavy on things that were collectibles and things. Um, you know, Amanda's. Um, uh, music box, those um, those lighthouses. I never thought Debbie Deathridge gave us those lighthouses, and I didn't know anything about lighthouses, and I didn't really realize they were Thomas Kincaid lighthouses, and I certainly didn't know anything about them. Even if I had known, I don't know about you, but I just didn't know much about lighthouses, and that was our biggest item. Um, but they truly were right. Collectibles. So. No, if you were if you were coming to try to try to find a good deal or or find food or whatever, I think I think you were pretty pretty successful. So we thank everyone for donating and everyone for participating. Right, right. And our chapters will receive some of that money too um, for for the items that were put in on their behalf or by them. So, uh, well, let's talk about the convention for a little bit. Um, 
I'll let you kind of lead off on that. And um, this, this is our fiftieth one, so tell us about it a little bit. Sure. So uh, convention dates, if you haven't seen the news, are November. 17, 18, and 19 here in Louisville. Uh, we're going to have President Deb Cook-Lewis from ACB come and be our our uh, national representative. And, uh, you know, we've got a wide variety of uh, programming. Registration is open on kentucky-acb.org and you can register online or you can call <laughs> whatever whatever suits you best. Uh, we certainly hope that you'll join us in person, but if that's not a possibility, then you know we hope that you'll join us virtually on Zoom. We've got a wide variety of programming and uh, we'll hear some from some familiar folks as well, such as vocational rehabilitation. I think we have a representative from the School for the Blind there, and um, you know all all kinds of things going on. It's a it's a jam packed two and quarter day. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're doing a couple things that. Um, are either different or that we haven't done for a while. Um, as Matt, you said, it was like two days and a quarter of a day. And what what that is is years ago we used to have um, a memorial service on Sunday. Well, we haven't been able to do that for the last several years because of cost. And this year, being at uh, a different hotel, we are able to have that on Sunday in its old spot, and uh, it and it will also be available on Zoom, and uh, that will be, uh, I think, uh, kind of special because um, in the the last few years we've had to kind of jam it into the programming. Haven't really had room for it, but we've put it in on Saturday just to try to make sure we don't lose the tradition. This year it's Sunday morning at nine o'clock and uh it and when it's when it's over that will really be the end of, of the convention. But some of the things that are going to be available, um, you know, you mentioned having uh, the voc rehab people and they are bringing a good number of people so they can answer your questions on a lot on many, many uh areas within rehab. Not just not just here's how many clients we have or whatever, but you'll be able to ask them um, some questions. And uh, and then APH is coming, and they're going to bring, I think it's going to be kind of interesting, uh, they're supposed to be bringing the Monarch, and that's the new device that is the multi-line braille display, and the graphics on that thing are amazing. Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be some really interesting um, Technology. Um, we'll have uh, we have some new people coming, and if you've been to the national convention, or if you haven't, and you've heard people talking about blind girl designs, well, if you don't know what that is, it is um, it is a company that makes unique 
T-shirts, sweatshirts, and she even has dresses. Um, she does her own designs, and they have tactile. Um, the, the designs are tactile. And uh, it, 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 she's really, really one of the most popular exhibitors at ACB, at the National Convention. So while that's not anything, it's not serious, but it certainly is um, an interesting company, has interesting products. Um, we're hoping to have uh, a number of other items that we haven't had there before, haven't seen at conventions. And there's just, it's loaded with, conventions loaded with information and, um, and activities, uh, tips, just a, a wide variety of things. One thing we do need to we do need to um, make sure that people know is that this year our banquet's on Friday night instead of Saturday. Um, so that will be Friday, November 17. And um, Deb Cook Lewis will be the speaker uh, on Saturday night. We'll have our chapter parade, and uh, there's just so much. Uh, packed into this two days that that you'll want to be there. Registration is going to be open until the 10th, which is this uh, Friday of of this week as we're recording this. And um, that's pre-registration for two days for the two days and all the meals. That's 50 bucks. Uh, it, you can register after pre-registration closes, uh, but it goes up to 60 dollars. So. Um, Matt, as you said, you can register online. And i got to tell you, I was a little leery of having the registration online uh, because it it does create a little duplicate work from my end as handling the registration. But it has been convenient because it's it's a way that people can get it done with having, without having to wait around for me to have time to take the registration. So if you want to learn more about that, go to www.kentucky-acb.org. And I've heard it's easy. I haven't done it. But I do understand the process. is very simple. And people seem to really like it. I haven't had any complaints, so um, I think it's probably working pretty well. Uh, I guess we better tell people where the convention is. Well, sure, and you can renew your chapter dues through there and yes. register for convention, pay everything online. It's uh, nice and easy and 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 simple, you know, and the option's still there. If, if folks need to call, they can do, do that, too. The hotel where the convention is being held, it's different, a new hotel this year. It's the Best Western Louisville East in and sweets. It's at 9802 Bunsen. That's B-U-N-S-E-N, like the Bunsen burner in the chemistry class. 9802 Bunsen Way in Louisville. And you can still make room reservations. They are $94 a night for up to four people in a room. And the number is 502-499-0000. 502-499-0000. I was going to say, you 
not ninety four dollars a night. You can't beat that. It's twenty three fifty a person. So that's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> we haven't seen rates like that in a long time. So, uh, okay, Matt, I want you to take a, a just a little bit of time to tell us about some of the things that you're involved with in ACB. You're KCB president, but you also do other things, and you're involved in some of those things that a lot of people may tend to skip over or whatever because they're serious. Uh, but tell us, <laughs> tell us some of the committees that you're on, and what you, what you, uh, what you enjoy working on in ACB. Sure. So in ACB itself, I'm on the Burrell Collie Leadership Training Task Force. So we basically focus on programming to develop leaders within ACB and uh, a cheap plug for them they have a monthly call the second Thursday of every month at 9pm Eastern Uh, this month's call is going to be on treasurers and kind of what it what it takes to be a good treasurer so I know that's right up your alley, Carla. (laughs) And uh, so we're always looking for ideas for programming. Our chair is uh, Donna Brown. And, um, you know, we're always looking for ideas. Um, Additionally, I'm on the... Voting Task Force 3.0. So if you have uh, rude or ruminated over the complexity of voting in ACB over the past couple of years, I guess you can send me your hate mail and uh, we'll, we'll take that back for review. Uh, so basically what we've been focused on is now that ACB has universal voting, uh, how is that enacted? Uh, what process do we follow when we're voting, both for individual votes and for our affiliate vote? And um, that's you know, change started out one way the first year, changed the next year, and uh, don't know if it's going to change again for for next year's convention. But there's definitely um, a lot of discussion about how things operate and what changes should we make to our processes and the way that we do things. And I would encourage folks that are that are uh, paying attention to the community calls and you know to definitely make themselves available to provide feedback we're kind of embarking on a small tour around the ACB universe and I'm sure it's getting ready to expand asking questions of the membership about the 
voting process. Um, you know, how how should we amend things on the floor? How should we handle resolutions going forward? How should we handle amendments? What do people think about the future of the affiliate vote? And that's a whole ball of wax just in and of itself. Just all kinds of things that affect the governance of ACB. And uh, so I know it sounds it sounds boring, but when you really get into the details of it, uh, you can spend a good amount of time just on on one little subject trying to figure it out. So that's really true. And then when you're finished with that meeting on that subject, wait a couple of weeks and it'll come back and you'll do it all again. So, especially the the affiliate voting and so on, that's turned out to be a a pretty hot potato. But um, I, I think all of this is I think this is important, and it's making people think about the process, which is which is good. So, well, the convention will be here in uh, at the end of next week. November 17 and we're all looking forward to it and uh, we'll be celebrating the it's our 50th convention so we've dubbed it the Golden Jubilee Convention 50 years of accomplishments and we know that you're going to be um, as president leading uh, us through a really good convention and um, want to say in advance that I know it's going to be really successful and yeah and and congratulations on on all the things that are that are going to happen. I hope everybody will come and participate and that you're going to do a great job. I echo all of that and uh, yeah, I definitely hope that people will get engaged, come participate, come come check stuff out and you know, let us know after the fact uh, what what you think. You know, if you don't raise your hand and speak up, nobody knows about it. So, you know, always good to provide that feedback. So. Okay. Well, thank you, Matt, for being on Sound Prince today, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. All right. We'll see everybody at the convention next week. Page 3, The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 62, November 2023, Number 5, published by the American Council of the Blind, read by Nancy Gahagan, Tom Hanold, and Bart Morse in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. This issue of the ACB Braille Forum is dedicated to the memory of Oral O. Miller, April 7, 1933, to August 6, 2023. Caption. Oral Miller examines a small gift box at the 1998 Miller Time Convention Banquet. In Memoriam. Oral O. Miller. April 7, 1933, to August 6, 2023. Oral O. Miller, fourth president and former national representative and executive director of the American Council of the Blind, Second President of the United States Association of Blind Athletes, passed away August 6, 2023. He was 90.
Originally from Sophie, Carter County, Kentucky, Miller moved to Ashland at a young age. He was the third of four brothers and was the last living of the four. He lost his sight in an unfortunate accident when he was in the third grade. Following his recovery, he attended the Kentucky School for the Blind and Louisville Male High School. He graduated as a valedictorian in 1951. Miller became interested in sports while in high school, participating in wrestling and track and field. When he went on to Princeton University, he continued his interest in sports by joining the crew team. He wrote an article about the experience, which was published in the July 2005 ICEVI newsletter, The Educator. See tinyurl.com slash numeral 4 YZNE numerals 98F. In it, he stated, My most touching experience as an oarsman took place late in my senior year when I received the Biddle Award which is presented to the senior who, in the opinion of his fellow oarsmen, has contributed most to crew at Princeton that year. In my athletic life, I have been fortunate enough to win a number of honors, but the Biddle Award is among my most treasured. He went on to study law at the University of Chicago Law School, graduating in 1958. Two of his classmates were former presidential candidate Ralph Nader and former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. Shortly afterward, he began practicing law under Claude Asbury, an attorney in Catlettsburg, Kentucky. Miller moved to Washington, D.C. in the late 1950s. After working with the U.S. Navy, Miller practiced with the U.S. Small Business Administration for 22 years. While in D.C., he became involved with local blind bowling leagues. In 1969, he was elected president of the American Blind Bowling Association. In the early 1970s, he was actively involved in Ski for Light, a cross-country skiing program for people who are blind and visually impaired. He also got involved with the American Council of the Blind and was active with the American Blind Lawyers Association, becoming president of the affiliate in 1976. Two years later, he was elected ACB president, serving until 1981. A few years later, he married Roberta A. Douglas. He continued his interest in sports by working with the United States Association of Blind Athletes, where he served as the organization's second president and the International Blind Sports Association. More recently, Miller was a member of a D.C. area rowing club called the Out of Sight Dragons. In 1984, Miller and then-president Grant Mack assisted with the merger of the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind and the International Federation of the Blind, now known as the World Blind Union. Miller served as chair of the WCWB Resolutions Committee and presented a paper on the right to access to information during one of the professional sessions. In 1986, he gave a series of lectures in Japan at the invitation of Mr. Masahiro Muratani of the Japanese National Council for the Welfare of the Blind. He visited Osaka, Kyoto, and Tokyo. During the late 80s, when ACB was in serious fiscal trouble, Oral voluntarily gave up his salary as national representative. He believed deeply in ACB's mission and demonstrated it on a daily basis. Miller retired from the American Council of the Blind in 1998. The organization's national convention was dubbed the Miller Time Convention. ACB's Board of Publications read a letter of commendation and presented him with a copy of The Wild West. At the banquet, 
Earl's cousin, Virginia Fouts, was the surprise guest, reminiscing on tape about their walk along the Great Wall of China. Janice Peterson kicked off the celebration with a song she'd written, Climbing the Ladder of Life. Then Director of Governmental Affairs Julie Carroll told about how Oral gave everyone a nickname, from the staff to the guide dogs. She presented Oral with a beanie baby squirrel. Nolan Crabb, then the editor of the Braille Forum, presented his memories. A number of others spoke, sang, and shared their stories of time with Oral. Mark Reichert cracked the audience up with his lessons in voicemail. The biggest gift presented to Oral and Roberta that evening, a trip for two to Vienna and Salzburg, Austria, two concerts in Vienna, hotel, sightseeing, and meals, to depart December 28, 1998. In 2014, Oral Miller earned a Miguel Medal from the American Foundation for the Blind. He was preceded in death by his parents, brothers Glenn, George, and Charles, and his second wife, Roberta A. Douglas, 2003. He is survived by his first wife, Carol Gartrell, his nephews Robert, Bob Miller, Lloyd Miller, Clay Miller, Mark Miller, Charles P. Miller IV, cousin David Fouts, nieces Tammy McVeigh, Judy Williams, Kathy Feeney, Francis McKenney, stepchildren Jean Havrilla, Lori Douglas, Ian Douglas, and George Douglas. Funeral services were held in August in Grayson, Kentucky, and a visitation in Arlington, Virginia. After the visitation, he was buried in Mount Olivet Cemetery in Frederick, Maryland, next to Roberta. The ACB Angels Program is a powerful and personal way for ACB members and friends to honor departed loved ones and guide dogs who have been integral to the American Council of the Blind, its affiliates, and its members. If you wish to contribute toward making Oral an ACB Angel, please send an email to Colby Garrison at K. G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N at A-C-B Captions Oral Miller, pictured standing in a dark suit coat, white shirt, and red and gold striped tie, smiles for the camera. Photo taken circa 1980. Oral Miller tries on Saudi Arabian headscarf, along with another delegate, to the joint meetings of the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind and the International Federation of the Blind. At this 1984 meeting, the groups merged to become the World Blind Union. Miller headed the Resolutions Committee. Oral O. Miller, Friend, Advocate, Sportsman, by Charles D. Chuck Goldman. A few very fond and special memories of a special friend and giant advocate for persons with disabilities, especially persons with vision impairments, who I was privileged to know for more than 30 years. Above and beyond, he was class through, totally and thorough, a mensch, and the absolutely smartest man I ever met, bar none. 1. My former landlord, American Coalition of Citizens with Disabilities, had failed to pay rent and was being evicted. I reached out to everyone I knew. Oral and Roberta made space for me to rent on Vermont Avenue Northwest, saving me from being office homeless. 2. Oral and Roberta treated me like family, part of ACB, inviting me to all ACB parties, including a holiday dinner at their home in Northwest D.C. They were madly in love the whole time I knew them. 3. When my book, Disability Rights Guide, came out in 1989, Oral and Roberta had a book party for me in ACB's office. 4. 
I remember bowling with Oral in the basement of a George Washington University building. There was an issue, specifics long forgotten, involving blind bowlers. I had to join their group in order to represent them. Oral beat me by a boatload of pins. He could bowl as well as row, a passion about which he would wax poetic. 5. Another legally related thing. Oral and I worked together to provide discounted consultation for ACB members. They got a little bit of free legal advice, which they might not otherwise have gotten. I deeply discounted the work when billing ACB and still managed in most months to cover my rent to ACB. Win win. 6. Oral was politically savvy, not only on the Hill representing ACB, but also in protecting others. I was working on a piece that was very critical of certain specific sections in EEOC's forthcoming regulations implementing Title I of the ADA. I had gotten a call from someone, a federal employee, who had the final regulations and was willing to violate various federal rules and practices and give me a copy. Oral insisted on sending someone from ACB who would anonymously put the final rules in a plain brown envelope on my desk. That way, I would be able to truthfully deny getting the final rule from a federal employee and not be culpable of any breach of federal law related to my getting them. Oral was a tireless advocate for blind and visually impaired persons. He never lost track of his priorities. He made the world a better place for blind and visually impaired persons. Oral was my friend, and I was better for it. RIP, my friend. Caption Chuck Goldman looks up from perusing an issue of the Braille Forum and ponders ideas for his next column. Readers' Memories of Oral O. Miller. Editor's Note Many of these were shared on the leadership list andor via email. Julie Carroll. As a boss, Oral was easy to work for because there was never any doubt as to his priorities. The issue was always what would be best for blind people. It was never about national politics, organization competition, or monetizing opportunities. He just wanted to make it possible and accessible for blind and visually impaired people of all backgrounds and abilities to pursue their dreams and thrive. Oral's advocacy is likely what most of us in the blind and visually impaired community will remember about him. However, Oral should also be remembered for the positive effect he had on sighted people and their perceptions of blindness everywhere he went. Oral just naturally moved through the world in a friendly, dignified way, open to the curiosity of sighted people about blindness. He would always oblige their queries with respect and a dash of humor, leaving the inquirer lifted, enlightened, and with a more positive view of blindness. Oral left the world friendlier and more accessible for every blind person who comes behind him. Rest in peace, my friend and mentor. Don Horn. I attended my first national convention in 1981. In that year, Oral ended his term as ACB president and began working as the organization's executive director, a position which he held for many years. Oral represented all of the very best of ACB. He believed in blind people and advocated for positive change. He believed that negotiation did not need to be contentious and that it should always start by finding common ground. He believed that everyone had a unique gift to offer that must be celebrated and cherished. As a leader, he saw his job as bringing out the very best in others rather than flaunting his power. I was thrilled to be in the room when he received the Miguel Medal, 
the highest award in the blindness field. By that time, cognitive difficulties were evident as he gave a rather long and rambling speech. As I listened, I kept thinking that many of the other people listening would never know just how deserving Oral was of receiving that honor. I am honored to have known him, and I hope I have lived up to his expectations of what I could become. If there is an afterlife, I hope he and Roberta are having a wonderful reunion with lots of love and laughter. Marjorie Beeman I first met Oral Miller in Austin, Texas, at the ACB of Texas Convention in 1982, at the Austin Hotel, with Margaret Sanderfer as president. That was my first real experience with a state convention. Then, that year, I also went to the National ACB Convention and did Braille on the room doors and vending machines. If I ever felt like stopping making accessibility, Mr. Miller would not let me stop. We exchanged for years many Braille stories and notes. Mr. Miller could always find a blind person for me when I was traveling from state to state, bank to bank, to make ATMs accessible, to get the word out in the community, or doing Braille trails or Braille brochures and large print brochures for banks throughout the U.S. and other countries. What a great person to accomplish what he did and also help others, blind or not, accomplish. He was there to help all, always ending all with taxation without representation. Jeff Tom. I have never known a person who had the incredible combination of intelligence, talent in diverse areas, kindness, and humility that Oral had. Susan Thompson. Time sure passes. I met Oral on several occasions over the years, including him being so welcoming to myself and Michael Simpson, the president of Blind Citizens Australia, at my very first ACB convention in Los Angeles in 1999. It's hard to believe that's just over 24 years ago. I recall like it was yesterday, the blow Oral had with his wife Roberta's rapid death from what I understand was a nasty virus caught on an overseas trip they took together. In the early 2000s, Oral was in Australia. I am not sure if it was the 2000 Paralympics or another sports-related event, but I and a friend... Michael Simpson, who I was with at that convention, took him by train to a western suburb of Sydney to meet for dinner, when Oral had been so welcoming toward us. I was so keen to give him the experience of Sydney transport, but ended up showing him about Sydney train disruptions. This is sad news, but I'm glad to have spent some time with him. Steve Blow Shortly after I began my first year at Cornell Law School in August 1976, a classmate mentioned that he'd worked at the Federal Small Business Administration during the summer with a blind lawyer named Oral Miller. He gave me Oral's phone number, and I called him. Oral talked with me and introduced me to what was then called the American Blind Lawyers Association, now the American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys, and I joined as a student member. What a great man. Janet Dickelman I can just hear him saying, land of taxation without representation. He always called me Janice Joplin Dickelman. Paul Edwards. As with Janet, I had a nickname. I was Pablo. Oral is an important part of our history, and his passing leaves a gap that cannot easily be filled. He was not only a president of ACB, but also worked as our national representative and executive director longer than anyone else has. I am not sure... Oral was finding life much fun over the past couple of years. Now he is at peace. Jim Iraq. 
I've been with ACB so long that I remember when he was executive director and Leroy Saunders from Oklahoma was president. And if memory serves correctly, he was responsible for the implementation of the recreation zone at various national conventions. Karen Campbell. I likewise remember that time as 1993 was my first convention. I also remember 1998 when he retired as executive director. He was honored at the banquet that year and given many gifts. One was a gun, as I recall. We were in Orlando that year. Michael Byington. At the banquet Karen mentions, one of his gifts was a trip to Vienna, Austria. I remember contributing a can of Vienna sausages to the presentation. Aura was asked to taste what was in the can, and then guess what the gift was. Janice Peterson also wrote, played, and sang an original song about Oral, and she also accompanied me on a parody I wrote to the words of Big Bad John, and that I called Big Oral. I remember that they complimented him on many serious accomplishments, but also acknowledged his love of a good bourbon. Mark Reichert I remember that banquet well, too. I remember being very touched by the remarks offered by Nolan Crabb, with whom Oral enjoyed a deep friendship. I think Janice's song was entitled something like The Ladder of Life, and it would be very nice to see if we can find a recording of it and the rest of the evening. I also remember then-President Paul Edwards and Pam Shaw putting me up to doing a brief parody of Oral Miller teaching his staff, which included Yours Truly from fall of 1996 through spring of 1998, How to Use the Office Voicemail System. People were kind enough to laugh, but it was so true. Oral had a meticulous and exhaustively methodical didactic side where he would literally tell you to first pick up the receiver from the phone, wait for a certain tone, press this button first, followed by the second button, and the third, and the fourth, and so on and so on. Instructions that even included being sure to pay careful attention to each voice message retrieved and to take a few moments to consider whether taking down a note or two to capture the content of particulars in each message might have some utility. Mind you, all of these lessons on how to use the voicemail system were made available to the staff only within the voicemail system itself. LOL. Anyhow, Oral was so very gracious, but also so very clever and funny. When it came time for Oral to get up toward the end of the evening to offer remarks of his own and to thank each of the folks who participated that night, when he got to me, Oral remarked that I was a very good student of his voicemail tutorials, and that given the limits of my ability, he was nevertheless impressed that I eventually caught on after only 14 lessons. Touché, and so quick and fun. Oral, the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Gene Mann I met Oral back in the 70s at a bowling tournament. He was president of ACB at that time. He resigned the presidency to become ACB's national representative. The title of that job later was changed to executive director. I have lots of memories of Oral. He was a true ambassador. He'd strike up a conversation with anybody, no matter where he was, and I suspect he's already made new friends up there and has found his wife Roberta Douglas and many of his old friends. Joel Snyder What a tremendous loss. Oral was a strong advocate for and user of audio description. He was a seasoned world traveler and quickly became an important resource to me as I would present on AD Abroad. A special memory. It was my great honor to provide audio description for him personally at Ed Walker's funeral here in the D.C. area. Rest in peace, Oral. Captions. 
Oral Miller speaks into a bullhorn at a rally advocating for the use of detectable warnings on metro rail platforms. Off to Oral's side is Jane Corona. Photo taken July 24, 1994. Roberta Douglas, Oral Miller, and Marjorie Beeman stand in front of the Vermont Avenue office, Suite 1100, circa 1986. Oral gets up from his chair, bright gift bag in hand, to give his remarks to the Miller Time Convention in 1998. He thanked everyone for the gifts and gave a farewell wave. Oral Miller and Roberta Douglas, seated at the head table during ACB's 1998 convention banquet, enjoy light conversation between the presentations. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.